Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be taking a trip back in time to review The Adam Project, one of the latest Netflix movies here hitting the streets. So, <laughs> uh, Devin, how, how are you doing today, man? Happy Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. It is, it is Thursday. It's Thursday, buddy. I, I think that is, we're, we're almost towards the end of the week. So it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far, but yes. Um, so how, how's your week been? Just been, what, what you been watching? What you been playing this well, week? Well, I just, I just want to say, I just want to apologize to all the listeners out there because we are only broadcasting this to our 12 year old selves. Yeah. They're the only ones that can hear this. Yeah. Sorry guys. This, this is for, uh, you know, it's, it's what do they call the, uh, the timed capsule time box thing that people do when they're younger yeah. or yeah. And then they're like, I want to be a skateboarder and whatever, whatever. And then, you know, you open up that time. I want to be a podcaster. You're right. You open up that box and it's like, oh, nothing I've <laughs> nothing I wanted to be when I was a kid uh, has come true. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to be a singer when I was younger. So I guess podcasting is the next best thing. So, yeah, here we are, you know, uh, broadcasting to our 12 year old selves, you know, uh, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. But before we begin today's episode, a little bit of housekeeping here for everyone. You can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the Internet. That, that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, you name it, and even iHeartRadio. And also, if you're a big Pandora fan, we're on there as well. So just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. But if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter. We're almost at a thousand followers on Twitter. So I think that deserves a nice little cheer. Definitely. We're almost there. Um, and you can always uh, follow us at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions. Man, damn it. I'm are, are you ready to go back in time and visit your 12 year old self? I don't even know what I would say. <laughs> I don't wanna know have, what I would have say. Have a catch, pal. Yeah. Let's have a, pet. Let's have a catch, buddy. It, it would be so weird. It's like, what would you tell your, your, your past self? <laughs> It's it's always something uh, to think about for sure, but I know that uh, Ryan Reynolds definitely went to go visit his past self. So we're going to be right back after this introduction to the Adam Project. Do you remember this? I mean, this is happening to me. It already happened to you, right? Unless it works more like a multiverse where each rebel creates an alternate A multiverse, my. God, we watched too many movies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our The Adam Project review. Again, this is one of the latest movies to hit Netflix. Um, as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, it I feel like I, I always default to say Netflix series instead of Netflix movie because Netflix does a way better job with their uh, TV shows than they do with their movies. But I definitely think this is one of the better ones, you know, for better or worse, we'll definitely get into maybe, it. Maybe this could have been better as a series. Mm, you know what? I've wondered that too. Uh, I feel like a lot of uh, movies have fallen to that um, to that default. I remember. Well, did you see Chaos Walking? 
the um nope the daisy ridley uh tom holland i did i saved my eyes luckily i saw it at home i didn't have to go to the movie to see that movie but that movie went through production uh some some production trials there so unfortunately there are a lot of uh movies out there that should have probably been adapted into a TV series or at least a limited series, if anything else. So we'll definitely get into that here today. But let me read the movie info for The Adam Project. Uh, this movie is directed by Sean Levy, who also, I believe, uh, directed Free Guy. Yeah, written and directed. Yeah, written and directed. And, and you know, Ryan Adam Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds uh, stars in both. And of course, the writers include Jonathan Troper, T.S. Nolan, and Jennifer Flackett. Flackett. <laughs> that was a funny last name. I like I like that last name. And of course, stars Ryan Reynolds, uh, Walker Scoble, Mark Ruffalo, and Zoe Saldana, just to name a few. And the synopsis is as follows. A time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self, as his late father comes to terms with his past while saving the future. The future is now, old man. <laughs> the future is now. So the way we're going to do this, we're going to um, kind of just get into our non-spoiler section. We're going to see how far that takes us. If we feel like we are getting into spoilers, of course, you're going to hear that little bad boy. But for now, we're just going to do a non-spoiler um, overview for you guys. Um, I feel like this isn't going to take super, super long, but, uh, Devin, give me your first, um, your initial reactions of the Adam project. Yeah. I came into this one really excited. I, I remember really liking the initial trailer that came out. It kind of just looks like a, a solid, just solid classic eighties, nineties type of feel good kids movie, like the Steven Spielberg type, um, really wanted to like it going in, but there's just a few issues that I had that really kept me from thoroughly enjoying it. Obviously, anything that Ryan Reynolds is in is going to have a certain like floor as far as entertainment value because he's just consistently entertaining no matter what he's in. Like even the worst stuff, like Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, like not a good movie, but Ryan Reynolds is in it, so he makes it at least watchable. Mm-hmm. So there's there's always at least that to to fall back on, but. I just had some issues with the story. It just felt kind of rushed to me. Like all of it, just all the character development just felt very rushed. We don't really have any time with any of the characters to get to know them. So then when the emotional parts hit, it doesn't really hit as hard because we don't really know who these people are. I would have to agree agree with you on some points. And I'm actually, as of this recording, it's not on Netflix as of right now, is it? Because I'm I'm seeing an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So it may be... In some parts of the world, it might be already out. I'm, I really don't know. But as of right now, the audience score is sitting at a 92% and the critic score. So actually, let me backtrack that. For the audience score for the 92%, it's fewer than 50 ratings. And then uh, the critic side, the tomato meter, is sitting at a 67%, uh, percent, which means it's still fresh, uh, sitting at about 75 reviews here. Um, I feel like a few of my initial reactions will echo Devin's, but some not as much. I, I do feel like this was like a close net. Like I felt the pacing was kind of nice for the most part. Um, you know, it, it, but it did seem to have a pattern where, you know, it was go, 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 then stop. 
you know, then they kind of like regroup, collect themselves. They have those heavy, heavy uh, dialogue scenes. And then they, you know, rush, rush to the next location. Um, I, I do believe that with this movie, it deals with a lot of um, themes such as grief and forgiveness and pain and whatnot. And I, I really feel like they could have dug a little bit deeper when it came to that. On Letterboxd, I actually wrote out saying that it is one of Netflix's better films um, in their catalog. Um, it definitely is filled with a lot of like tear jerking moments. It's very emotional. Um, it does get you thinking and kind of it, it does. I think what the movie does best is, you know, not to take time for granted and to, you know, uh, enjoy your parents while they are still here because, you know, we all know how that goes. Um, it, I, I, but I do believe that this is something that the entire family will enjoy. Um, but like I said before, I wish the themes were digging a little bit deeper within grief, grief and loss. Um, you know, Mark Ruffalo and, um, Ryan Reynolds and the whole gang, even uh, Walker Scoble, uh, who played young Adam. I think they all did a great, great job. It's yeah, just, I was going to bring that up because I thought that was great casting to be able to, to keep up with Ryan Reynolds unscripted witted quick quips <laughs> yeah and like a, a lot of people say that you know ryan reynolds seems you know it's more of he's being typecasted um or not typecasted i should say um what are these um but one of my um co-workers is saying that he, he uh she and he they both love ryan reynolds but it feels like ever since deadpool he's kind of just playing deadpool outside of the suit yeah, he's he's just kind of doing what what works for him, right? And it's either it feels like either you enjoy it or you don't enjoy it. More so recently, it feels like people are starting to get tired of it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still a fan. I think he's very entertaining and just gets the job done for me. Uh, honestly, I I'm right there with you. I I I definitely see where the um where the controversy or the, just the disagreement of him, you know, playing dead, you know, playing a version of Deadpool and all these. This other was roles. quite the, the Marvel reunion in this movie too. got Deadpool, Gamora, mm -hmm. Bruce Banner, Elektra. Oh, that's right. Elektra. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot. Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> I, I want, after seeing this, I want Deadpool and Gamora to have a, a bit of a side, little side, little side piece there. Get Peter, get Peter Quill uh, some competition. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like like you said, this this is a very Marvel heavy movie, but you know there are a lot of sci fi elements in this, and it really is more of like a sci fi comedy, you know, action adventure type situation. Um, but I like like I was going back to like what you were saying about Ryan Reynolds or agreeing with what I was talking about. It, it really is like a you know you, you either take it or you leave it. Um, I as well. I think it works for him. Um, you know, it's, I still haven't seen red notice, but, um, it's just anytime Ryan Reynolds is on screen, like I'm going to laugh. Like he's just a funny guy. The, like, his, said, like whatever, whatever movie he's in, there's going to be a floor for the entertainment value just because he's in it. Exactly. And not even just, I mean, the, the writing in this was actually, I mean, for the most part was actually pretty well, especially the, uh, the scenes between, uh, Adam, um, who's played by Ryan Reynolds and young Adam played by Walker uh, Scoble. So I, and then throwing Mark Ruffalo into the mix. I mean, it's been a while since, you know, we've kind of seen him on the silver screen um, or, you know, at home or in any movie. Um, I, I saw him in another film early after 
Avengers Endgame, or was it right before? It was something called like not Deep Water, but I think it had the term water in it. But I can't, uh, I can't put my my uh my, Dark Waters. My dark Waters. That's what it was. That was the last movie I saw him in. Um, so well, Shang Chi. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's true. That's that's true. That's that's very true. I forgot he was in Shang Chi. Um, so yeah, Dark Waters came out right after uh, Avengers Endgame. So that was a lot. Of, it was it was a pretty good movie, and it's it's nice to see you know the the MCU cast you know branching out and just doing other things, and they they always have been. It's just really nice from you know uh, people out there who may only watch Marvel movies. I, I think it's really nice for them to kind of go through these you know actors and actresses filmography. But um, like I said, there's a lot of things that work with uh, worked with me in this movie when it came to grief and you know the um, the sorrow and just the overall like forgiveness factor. But like again, I really wish they would have dug a little bit deeper. Um, I, I think Zoe Saldana for the time that she's in this movie for her appearance, I think she does a really good job. Um, I do like I like the pacing, but I do feel like it is a little bit too fast because I felt like they could have touched on just. A few more things they here. Just, they there. just like get right into it, and like they just throw characters at you, and you don't know anything about them. Like I think my biggest issue with this movie is the antagonist. Yeah, I was oh actually. Boy, it's mm. one of the worst I've seen in a movie. I think like nothing, nothing against the actress Catherine no. Keener. She's great. She was in Four Year Old Virgin. Get out. Get out. She's great. Yeah. But this just, just the character just did not work because we don't know who who she is. We don't know what her motivations are, what, why she's doing this. We don't know anything about her. She just shows up. And then, and then we get to a point where there's some de-aging that goes on. And that is mm. as bad as it gets. It was, I, I was really hoping they wouldn't go that, that route. Um, I mean, even on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like her, I mean, her highest rated movie that she's been in uh, is get out in 2017. So it's, I, like I said, you know, I love Catherine Keener, um, but I will say it lost the film lost me a little bit with the the villain because I couldn't really make. The I still connection. don't know what her motivation was. Just I I don't either, and that was I think that was the biggest. And issue. then her younger self showing up made everything even just so much worse. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the, the act, like the sci-fi action scenes in this movie are amazing. Yeah, the CGI was really good. Yeah, overall. like surprisingly good. Um, minus the villain aspect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I feel like there was a good enough balance between the action. And, you know, the dialogue scenes, um, I just wish we would have got a little bit more of, you know, the, the expedition when it came to the dialogue scenes, but I mean, it, it's, it's not bad. It's just, I mean, I think everyone here has like surprisingly good chemistry outside of the villain, like everyone, like it was, it's, it's a movie that definitely hits on all corners. And like I said, like, I, I really think this is one of Netflix's best movies that they've made because I mean, like just, just truth be told, they don't like a lot of the movies just don't do it for me. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact. Like I think their strong suit has and always will be uh TV shows. It's easier to binge a TV show than it is to, you know, like binge like two or three movies back to back to back, depending on, you know, what they are. And, you know, if, if you enjoy them or not, because at least with episodes, you know, you can enjoy this, you know, a longer story within bite-sized chunks, but, it's ooh, man. Oh man. So I, I guess 
Do you do you want to get into spoilers for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, there is really that much to spoil. I, I, exactly. I was just about to ask you. It, it feels the same as uh, Uncharted. There yeah. really isn't much to spoil because, um, I mean, you kind of mentioned it earlier, um, right before we got in around house, uh, the housekeeping section, that um, you, there there are there's just some movies that probably would have been better as a TV show. I think this would have worked better as a limited series. Get us, give us like two seasons, no more. Um, if if you could, if you can do it in one, that's great. It's just you know the the Adam Project itself and. I mean, it was Sean Levy. He, he's the Stranger Things guy. He knows how to, how to do his TV show. Yeah, which is very strange. I mean, you know, there's also the Duffer Brothers who are involved with that. But, I mean, I I don't know. I, I wish I liked this movie a lot more. Um, and, unfortunately, there isn't. It, it really kind of sucks that, you know, we're not. that we were, There really isn't anything to spoil, like you said. So, there's really no point of doing, like, a spoiler section. So, I guess we don't get to. He's this bad boy anymore, at least for this episode. Kind of sucks, but I mean, overall, like it's it's a fun adventure. I loved the especially between Jennifer Gardner and Ryan Reynolds. Um, the, their scenes together really hit home. I feel like I mean that was probably some of the best dialogue of the entire movie was their interactions um, when they run into each other. Um, Zoe Saldana, you know, like we said, she, she's great in everything that she does. Um, you know, for the time that she's in this movie, it's, um, she, she definitely makes, makes a mark. And I wish that she was, you know, there for, for the rest of the ride, but you know, things happen and it's just, it's this super crazy, weird time travel thing. But I wanted to ask you really quick, Devin, how do you think they handle time travel in this movie opposed to like Back to the Future or Avengers Endgame or insert any other movie that, you know, introduces time travel. I tend to not try to think too deep about that because it'll just end up hurting your brain. <laughs> so I guess yeah. they went with like the idea that if you go back in time, you you have your own set timeline. So then if you meet meet yourself, you'll both forget about it, I guess. Kind of in a way. Um, as we've seen in this movie, it, it seems like there's a lot of gray areas when it comes to time travel, because it definitely seems like, you know, the rules as to, you know, not meeting, meeting your future self and, or like your past self and, you know, other people within your life, it doesn't really seem like there's any consequences in this, um, in this time traveling universe, which I think is okay for, especially a sci-fi, like you said, there has to be a lot of suspense of disbelief and things kind of, you, you just have to take things as they are, which is fine. I think, but I wish, but I, I want to say, I wish there was like some kind of time uh, rule established, but again, I feel like that goes back to me um, stating that, you know, this movie would have been better as a series. And I feel like they would have been able to explore that a little bit more. But with the time uh, jumps that we do get in this movie, I believe, you know, Ryan Reynolds character, the future Adam, he is from the year 2050, a, a very far advanced um, civilization, by the way, in 2050. I'm like, I mean, that's not too far off, buddy. Like from us, I'm like 2050. They got, you know, these these, you know, Star time Wars, travel. yeah, time travel, Star Wars looking type machines and you know uh aircraft um ships and whatnot i'm like man that's that's a bit, it's 
not too far off. I, I would love to see that. But, um, you know, overall, I, I would like a machine to get ripped like Ryan Reynolds. Yes. I mean, Hey, it, it is. It <laughs> absolutely, man. Like who, who wouldn't to be completely honest. Get, I think get, that was one of the better scenes where, where they're talking about <laughs> their, his future. And he's just impressed at his, his structure. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I really did like the dynamic between them. And like we said, they, they broke a lot of roles because there, there is a lot of, um, you know, stories that uh, older Adam tells to younger Adam. And but I, I think Walker Scoble, I, I, I think outside of, you know, all of the, um, all of the, you know, the big, you know, stars we've gotten this with like Mark, Mark Ruffalo, he was definitely, uh, Walker, uh, Scobell was, uh, yeah, I, I believe he was, he's the one that probably stood out to me the most. He, he held his own. He really did. I mean, I'm not sure how old he is. Cause I mean, the picture on Rod Tomatoes, he looks way older. So it makes me wonder when they filmed this movie, like when this movie was shot. Um, but I really enjoyed his character. You know, he was the, the kid who essentially, you know, I mean, he, he loses his father. I mean, you see that in the trailer and it's again, as we've mentioned from our euphoria or uh, our euphoria, excuse me, review that's now up on the podcast um, that I believe I mentioned that there are just some life changing moments that people just never get over. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds variant, I guess you could say is the, um, is the result of that. You know, he, he tells them how, you know, um, you know, old Adam tells young Adam, like things that, that happen within, you know, the future, but I really like how they leave it open to where, you know, there, there is no set timeline that, you know, just because this is how, you know, your variants or whatever, I guess we'll just call them variants, um, definitely end up doesn't mean, you know, you can sprawl off and make your own timeline. So it's, 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 it's a bit weird, but I mean, I really, really wanted to like this much like a midnight sky that is also on Netflix. Um, it had so much potential and it, it, another sci-fi adventure. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Devin, but it is a little bit longer than this one. I will say this one runs about an hour and 46 minutes, which I honestly kind of enjoy, but, um, uh, let's get into the final thoughts and ratings. So I'll pass it over to Devin. Cause unfortunately there isn't really too much else that we can kind of talk about this. It's like, you know, there's things that really did well and there's things that, you know, fell flat, but I'll pass it over to Devin so we can give his final thoughts and rating and then I'll give mine and we'll just uh, close on out here for today. I was looking at Walker Scoble's biography and it shows that his favorite movie is Deadpool. Of nice. Course. Obviously. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder if that was his favorite before or after this movie. I mean, Did like a little influence from Ryan. It's not every day you get to work with Ryan Reynolds. So <laughs> exactly. and to be Ryan Reynolds, basically, basically like, how can you not laugh on set? Like what, what in between taking, you know, doing takes and stuff. It's like, I don't think I could hold it together. Those those unscripted quick quips. Like I mentioned, I really wanted to like it, but there was just a few like glaring flaws for me that really stood out more than more than most of the positives did. I'm, I was going to go with like a like a 65. Um, like I said, with any Ryan Reynolds movie, there's going to be a certain enter- entertainment value if you enjoy his character, which is the same character in every movie. But I'm a fan, so. But yeah, the the pro- the, the antagonist was really rough and then I felt like the character development wasn't there. It was just too rushed. 
overall, mm. keeping it keeping it from being a great movie. But especially the I, ending, I would say it's worth a watch. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I mean, it unfortunately, you know, like I said for the uh, for the villain, um, it, it it just didn't do. It, she's she's very forgetful. Like literally, can't, I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember uh, the first scene. Catherine, the first scene with the the de aging. Oh my! I was God. like. It just didn't make I any sense. I was like, sense. are they really doing this? I'm like, it didn't make any sense. You have, like all the other CGI is so good, and then this yeah. scene just comes out of nowhere. The action set piece for no set, reason. For no what reason. They need it for? Yeah, I mean, you you literally could have just like touched her up, like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, whatever, or like just gotten someone else who kind of looks like her to be like her double. I mean, I don't know. I can't really say Walker Scobell looks exactly like Ryan Reynolds, but you never know. <laughs> Okay, give it about what twenty years or so, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the uh, the villains is very forgettable. Um, you know, wasn't a lot of depth there, wasn't a lot of big stakes. Um, I kind of, I actually predicted how um it was going to end, not the entire movie, but how the the big bad was going to be taken down, and you know, like much like you, man, like there was there was a lot of potential here. Um, I gave it a three and a half stars on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I feel like that's hovering around. I mean, I'll bump it up to like a nine of uh, not 90. I'm sorry. I give it like a, a 69 around there. Nice. Yeah. No, nah. <laughs> uh, for, for, for the old, uh, uh, captain, uh, Ryan Reynolds there, but, um, yeah, like it's, mm, there was so much potential. Like there are parts I really wanted them to dig a little bit deeper into. And it just kind of fell flat, but like, Overall, I think people should watch this movie. Like, it really is a good time. Like, I had a great time watching it. I would definitely pick this up again if, you know, if one of my friends wanted to watch it. You know, we have nothing going on on like a Friday or Saturday night or whatever. And I mean, I'd, I'd much rather watch this over a lot of other uh, movies on Netflix, uh, Thunder Force. Uh, whew, I was forced to watch that one. I was like, ah, oh, that, that just makes it even worse. But um, or or tall girl, <laughs> tall girl, tall girl too, tall girl too, <laughs> two girl, too furious, <laughs> two girl, too tall. <laughs> but um, you know, overall, like I said, I'll give it a sixty nine. Like it's it's it it's good. It there was just so much you know left on the cutting room floor, um, so much potential which could have had with this one. So. I mean, it is what it is, but like I said before, these are just two man's, you know, opinions here on the podcast. We definitely uh, encourage people to go check it out because it is a fun ride. It, it is one of those movies that you can definitely, you know, just watch with the uh, with the family, watch with uh, your friends. It, it's one of those like fun, like popcorn movies that you can kind of just like, man, like that was good, you know, but it, it's really hard for us for things to grasp our eye. Because we consume so much media, so it kind of falters there a little bit. But overall, like good movie. Like it's just you know it, it could have been better. Um, hopefully, maybe um, I don't I don't see them getting an uh, Adam Project too. Um, but then again, I mean, Extraction's getting a second movie, so I guess anything's possible. Oh yeah, <laughs> much deserved. But that pretty much wraps up our uh, review here. Our our spoiler free review. We did it, Devin. We did it. Spoiler free all the way through. All the way through. 
here on the Film Optics Podcast. Uh, what might be coming up on the podcast? You might be asking yourself, listener at home. So as of right now, man, we have so much stuff come out. We had we have our Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One episode up that we did uh, that we joined with Nicole Ackman from next best picture and jd duran from in session film uh we have our euphoria season two review spoiler season two review with the lovely amx nda reviews uh we did that about a few days ago so that i believe that is one of our most recent episodes as well and of course we covered the batman not only once but twice. So definitely check out our non-spoiler review and our spoiler heavy review of the Batman that Mr. Crockpot, AKA Dibes from the suit up geeks podcast came to join us um, and on. So definitely check out all that goodness. You know, we, we have a lot of fun things coming up on the podcast here. We have turning red that comes out this week as of this recording. And I believe X comes out soon, soon too. But Devin, the most important thing is, are you ready to spring ahead? Because that's right. March 12th, it's coming up. No more. No more. Super Dark Nights at 5 p.m. No more feeling like it's 12 a.m. at 4 or 5 p.m. in the morning. Or yeah, in the morning or, or at night, I should say, man, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Give me some longer daylight. Summer is coming right around the corner, but before we go, I wanted to let you guys know to always make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your lover, whoever it may be, share an episode of the film optics podcast with a movie lover in need and of course you can always leave us a rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify that definitely helps us out a lot when it comes to you guys rating us and just giving us some nice little feedback you know things that we can work on things that we can improve on because we're, we're always looking to improve um again um we just want to thank everybody for coming on uh, Devin, of course, and myself, but <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening out there. So we're going to close on out. Hope and we hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the future.